0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to late-night football. Or, well, I mean, if you're watching this uh, Eastern time in the North America, then it's uh, early morning football. And if you're watching at Pacific time, that's even, even earlier uh, morning football. That might be actually be late-night. Uh, late, no, it's not late-night. Well, yeah, it might be late-night football. Um, but uh, anyway, welcome welcome to the show. And uh, we're going to do our uh, Match Day 13 uh, La Liga preview. But it's not really Match Day 13. Um, in the sense that uh, the teams that we're talking about haven't really played 13 matches. Uh, it's a lot because of COVID, there's a lot of uh, discrepancies, and we're really only talking about three teams today. So it's not really a La Liga preview, Preview, but uh, we are talking about um, Real Madrid, Barcelona, and Atletico Madrid. As it so often happens, uh, the league certainly revolves around those uh, two or three teams. And usually it's about Madrid and Barcelona um, trying to win uh, the league and who's going to win it. Uh, this year that is uh, you know every year that's kind of what we talk about but this year is a bit different we're actually talking about uh, them not winning it and uh, them struggling in La Liga and they are struggling they are struggling uh, big time both teams and um, you know and as the thumbnail suggests is it is this Atletico Madrid's big chance to win the league Um, you know what what are the issues that are plaguing uh, the big two in La Liga and I think uh, I think we have to start uh, if you can start with Atletico top of the league 20 points uh, from the 26 points from the opening uh, 10 games, eight wins, two draws. So they haven't lost yet in the league. In the league, and that is that is an incredible, incredible statistic, incredible record. They've been brilliant uh, this season. They really have. And I know a lot of people, you know. And there was they had a few, they have had a few uh, issues, a few moments of of uh, concern over the season, but they've navigated that well. And we spoke about it in our La Liga preview. We talked about the fact that maybe. Uh, Simeone's tactics are, are sort of getting outdated. Maybe teams have kind of cottoned on to it. And that certainly would have been true, but he's changed it. He's changed it this season. Um, he's found a role for Joao Felix as a number 10 where he can excel. Um, I did always feel when I saw Joao Felix that he was very good as a second striker. Um, you know, and obviously uh, modern football doesn't really have second strikers, doesn't really do uh, two strikers anymore unless you're playing a back three. Uh, teams rarely use 4 4 2. I think playing in a number 10, you kind of, will play, you're seeing him playing as an auxiliary striker, but at the same time, he's got that creativity uh, to unlock defenses, which I mean, I, I'm not sure a lot of people knew about. So he's showing that side of him and he's been a key catalyst in this uh, run for, for Atletico Madrid. I think they've also benefited from having Luis Suarez and Diego Costa to prop up that, uh, <clears throat> sorry, that front uh, that attacking burden. And I mean, how funny would it be if Luis Suarez, who was team surplus to requirements at Barcelona goes on and wins the La Liga with, with Atletico Madrid. How about that? It's happened before. Uh, David Villa, if you remember, left uh, Barcelona in 2013, won La Liga with Atletico in 2014. So it can happen. Uh, Lightning can strike twice, but uh, you know they, they've got players, and um, you know they've, they've got they've finally I think found a system that works. I mean, same with Kieran uh, Trippier. Somebody talk about Atletico wing back, you know, uh, from Spurs. Uh, creating some waves as well. I mean, that's good to see as well as a Premier League fan. It's definitely good to see um, Premier League players going and making it big in, uh, you know, in other leagues. And that's, that's, that's fantastic. And I think that's part and parcel of it. And um, they've got a big game this, week, this weekend, though. It's the Madrid derby, Atletico against Real. Um, and that's going to be a big game. That's going to be a big test for Atletico Madrid. Uh, it's actually going to be away from home. So they're going to be playing at the Bernabeu or with the training ground that they uh, all play at these days and so actually play at the Bernabeu. But um, that'll be an interesting test of their credentials. I think a draw would, would suit them. I think they'll, I hope they don't set up for a draw. As I always say, and I said this before as well, uh, you know, if you if you play for a draw, you generally, if you don't play, if you play, if you don't play to win, you generally end up losing. So you don't want to be playing for a draw. And, uh, you know, I hope they don't, they've got they've got enough firepower, enough defensive resources, I think to, to cause Madrid lots of issues. Um, you know, so that that will be something, and of course they've now qualified for the knockout stages as well. Uh, Yesterday they qualified for the knockout stages of the Champions League, so they'll have that momentum, that confidence going into this game. Uh, that that will be uh, that will be critical when they when they take on Madrid. Um, but really, I mean, you know, you're talking about Atlético Madrid. The fact is, a big part of of where La Liga is right now this season is because of those uh, two behemoths, uh, Real Madrid and Barcelona, struggling. They're not behemoths this season. They're they kind of also runs and it's been, it's a real issue. I mean, Madrid, uh, they played a game more than Atletico. They are on 20 points at the moment. And that's, that's, that's an issue, you know, 11 games, 20 points, You know, three losses already this season. Uh, injuries have played a part, uh, definitely. But I think it's more than injuries. I think there are serious systemic issues of the club. And uh, I don't know whether it's a financial thing. Uh, the fact is we all have not spent a lot of money for a while. Uh, they did spend and the, the players, but you know, um, you know, that, that's that been an issue, but they've also not been able to replace certain players. And, and you know, at times they've replace sort of players, but they haven't really performed to that level. They haven't replaced Ronaldo yet, to be honest. I think Cristiano Ronaldo has been a major, major loss. And they won La Liga last season, but they won it uh, on the back of their uh, superior defense rather than offense. Um, and there are issues there. I think Eden Hazard uh, just hasn't lived up to expectations. Uh, you know, he's basically it's basically been on the bail rather than another Ronaldo uh, for Madrid, I think that's, that's, that's a real issue that they, that they have had to contend with. Um, you know, they haven't been able to defend, still, is still very reliant on Sergio Ramos. Um, at times, Varan shows his class, and other times, you feel like, you know, what the hell is he doing out there? So they haven't found, and they haven't found a suitable partner for Varan when you know, Ramos is injured or not available. So that's an issue. Um, Carvajal hasn't quite gotten back to the level that he got to when he had his uh, you know, three Champions League in a row. He was probably one of the best right backs in the world at that time. Uh, now he's kind of gone off the ball Marcelo is just old, although, you know, the, the, the gap between him and Mendy is just huge. Um, you know, when Mendy plays and when, you know, Marcelo plays, you know, that's just that's huge. And that shouldn't happen. But that happens. Um, offensively, though, there are serious, serious issues. Uh, you know, they've got a decent midfield, as for now. They've got Casemiro. They've got Cruz. They've got Modric. They've got uh, Odegaard. Uh, they've got... Um, you know, they've got a few decent pieces, but as Isco looks out of favor. He doesn't look very good. I think Isco is one of those players who will always be, you know, remembered as someone who probably didn't fulfill his, his potential. I mean, yeah, he's won four Champions League and he's won La Ligas, but you just feel like he had more to offer uh, than those fleeting glimpses. Uh, Marco Sensio, same thing. He's probably, he's gone out of the boil big time. You know, it was supposed to be the next big thing for Madrid not too long ago. And and you know, now he's, you know, he's barely a squad player, he's, you know, in, in the team. Um, but it's that offensive area that that is really, really struggling. And um, Vinicius isn't good enough. Asensio isn't good enough. Rodrigo, you know, and when I say good enough, I mean, they're not ready yet for that, for that big, you know, spotlight of playing 38 games. If we can make out winning those, you know, majority of those games and going 38 rounds, they're not ready for that. And I don't think Vinicius is ready for that. I don't think Rodrigo is ready for that. And they might surprise us. They might win uh, this weekend, but it's just long-term. It just doesn't look, it it, it just looks like there's, there's a team, that's still being built as opposed to being ready um, offensively at least. And that's the issue. And Hazard, I mean, you know, know, he's just just out of it. I I don't know. I mean, he he probably came to Madrid too late. Uh, Madrid normally don't sign players, you know, at that age, 28 years old. They told me don't sign players that age, particularly for the amount of money that they paid for him um, was just unbelievable, but uh, it's not paid off. Uh, It's not paid off at all. I think Hazard, um, and even Loko Jovic for that matter hasn't, uh, hasn't paid off as well. So those two players will probably be first of the chopping block, the, uh, you know, on the chopping block next summer. And they'll definitely want to sell them off um, as soon as they can. I don't know they'll recoup the investment, but uh, they will have to sell them off. They, they probably should um, sell them off. The team is still heavily reliant on Karim Benzema. Again, in the Champions League, they were, you know, again, so dependent on Benzema. Um, you know, he's the guy, he's pretty much the Modric of the attack now. Uh, you know, what Modric was back in the mid-2010s uh, for, uh, 2010s for uh, Real Madrid, I think Benzema is that now in, in attack for Real Madrid. Like, without him, the whole thing just falls apart. Um, his, him being there, it really helps in keeping everything together, you know, knitting everything together. But without him, it just falls apart. And I think they, they, need, they whatever they do, uh, they need to keep him fit for the whole season as best as they can. They need to keep him fit because they really don't have any options beyond that. If they are going to mount any kind of title challenge this season, they're going to need to keep him fit. Um, but, you know, uh, those are the issues. Uh, for them, but that, uh, we are to it. And, but, you know, but they'll be happy. They won against uh, Lapa, They qualified in uh, first part as well uh, for the Champions League. So they won't be too disappointed with that. And, uh, you know, and that will give them, again, some confidence going into the game against Atletico, which they will need to take. Um, and uh, hopefully they can do something. I mean, they, they spent a surprise. But I, I thought I, I was surprised when they beat Barcelona because I was expecting Barcelona to win. But um, they surprise us. So, you know, you never know with Real Madrid. They can always surprise you. They can probably win against Atletico Madrid, particularly because it's home. They might feel a little bit more confident, a bit more comfortable playing there and getting a result that, getting the result that they need, um, which happens. Which, I mean, they'll probably have Ramos back as well. So they'll have a few of their key players back and that might just make the difference in that one game. But the issue is, do they have a squad to challenge for the title? And I think that's, that's debatable at this point. That is, it looks debatable. Uh, you just never know with La Liga though. You just never know with Atletico though. They'll, you know, I said it last season, I thought they were going to pull it off and then, um, you know, they're, they're disappointed. And so with Atletico, you just don't know what you're going to get. They, you know, they're, they're very inconsistent. Uh, they've been very consistent this season in the league, by the way. They've saved the inconsistency for the Champions League. But now the Champions League is over. Uh, for now, at least, it's February. So will they now bring that inconsistency into La Liga? Uh, we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. But hopefully, hopefully they can keep that up. Hopefully they can keep it up and, and you know, secure the title uh this this season because it's long overdue long overdue i think this will be i said last season it was atletico's best chance of winning the la liga title since 2014 i think this season is an even better opportunity uh than last season and they you know if they don't i mean i don't know what's gonna happen in the future because we keep saying that every year but i think they'll, they should they, will, they should have kicked themselves um last year for not winning it i think they definitely are gonna kick will kick themselves this year um, if, they don't, if they don't win it, I think, I think Simeone should definitely be targeting our Liga this year. I think it's definitely got to be uh, achievable. It's definitely achievable. Um, but on that note, uh, Madrid's struggles are not as bad as Barcelona's struggles. I think that's kind of, a, you know, it's been a kind of tit for tat. Because in any other season, Coleman would have been out of a job by now. In any other season, Zidane would probably have been fired by now. Um, but that's how bad they have been. But the issue is the other team has, because the other team has been bad, because we all have been bad, because Barcelona have been bad, uh, it's kind of saved them. It's kind of you know made probably match feel, you know what. It's just one of those seasons. So Coman has been a job. I think Coman. I, I don't think Barcelona can afford to fire Coman. I don't think they have the money to pay off his release clause. Uh, you know to give a severance. I, don't, I think so. I think Coman's going to be safe anyway, uh, because the issues at Barcelona I think are so systemic, so deeply rooted. Uh, there is there are real real concerns about what's happening at Barcelona right now. I mean not just not just on the field but off the field as well. Like the real real issues. And um, it's poor management to begin with. I, I thought they should have sold Messi at the start of last season. I think, I think, I, I you know, the thing with me is always if, a, and it's the same as, as, you know, I don't want to make this, you know, about Man United or whatever, but the same with Paul Pogba. If a player wants to leave and if you can command a decent fee, you've got to let the player go. You just got to let the player go because you'll be better off for it, um, you know, by letting that player go. You'll have a you, you can buy a player, you know, or players uh, in that position who want to be there. I don't, I don't think Messi wanted to be at the club. Uh, and again, I'm not saying that players are professional. I think players are very professional and they'll do the job. But once you don't stop caring, right, it, it's something changes in your mindset, right? It's once you stop caring, even though you're professional, even though you have that professional pride, it doesn't matter as much. And I think with Messi and Barcelona, it's just that. I don't think, I think Messi's body language is one where he's a little bit sad because he's having to see this, but I think ultimately he's more, you know, his head is probably thinking, you know what? I mean, if, if you know, I, I, I'm, I'm somewhere else, I want to go and... Um, you know, I, I'm going to go to Manchester City or PSG or whatever next season. So I don't really care much what happens. Right. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, you've got to look at it as when it's a sticky situation, you need players to step up and players who care, they will step up. Um, you know, and, and players who don't care, they don't always step up. Right. They, they're more like, Oh, you know, it doesn't matter. I'm going to, you know, I mean, they'll get into ta- The players who care, they'll get into tackles. They'll try to win those 50 50s. They'll give you that effort. And sometimes that commitment is important. And sometimes it's not anything thing with Messi. I'm not saying his commitment is not there, but it's just, there's something off. There's something that, you know, in the games that are tough, that, that require a little bit of guts, that require a little bit of strength, I don't think he's showing that. I don't think he's showing that um, to the extent that he used to. And it might very well be the fact that his mind is made up and he's going he to leave. Um, and so, you know, and probably Barcelona won him. I mean, this person has just come on and said, you know what, probably would have been good if Messi left. I and mean, imagine saying that about a player. Right? It, would be, it would have been good if he left in the summer. I mean, that's how bad it is. When you, it, it's bad enough if you say that about any player. But imagine saying that about your captain, about your, probably your best player. Well, probably, definitely, your best player at the club. You know, the player that everybody else looks up to, um, you know, as a role model, as standard. You're basically saying, I, it, was been, it would have been great if that player had left at the end of last season. Right? I mean, imagine saying that, right? And, uh, and, then, and then expecting... That, you know, the, the players who, you know, expecting that player to then, you know, get up the next day and say, you know what, I'm going to go out and I'm going sh- to, you know, give it my all for the club. He probably thinks, well, no, well, you know what, this guy wants me gone. I, I, that's fine. And the players, the, the players who look up to him, they're probably thinking, you know what, you know, they don't want him here. So, you know, what does that say about him and what does that say about us, right? So it's, 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 it's bad comments. It's uh, ill time I mean, I know what he's saying and it makes sense what, he's, what the president said. But they were time. the time. And these are things you say in the offseason. These are not things you say, you know, in the middle of the season. But, yeah, such are the state such are the state of Barcelona, I mean, the debts are insurmountable. I think there, there's a lot of deadwood that needs to go. They actually have some very good youngsters. I think Barcelona's youngsters, over time, if they develop right, and there's a lot that can happen, I think Barcelona's youngsters will end up being better than Madrid's, young, Madrid's youngsters, you know, based on the tragic trajectory that we're seeing right now. I'm not saying that's going to happen because football is very funny. You know, you could have a serious injury tomorrow. And everything changes but based on what i have seen so far i feel like barcelona's youngsters in, as long as they're nurtured correctly and they get the right kind of guidance and they get the right kind of support they will end up being better uh, than madrid's youngsters all things being equal um and that's because I've what i've seen for Fati, Fati is an incredible talent um you know who, who could already be a starter for most clubs in world football so you know he's, he's someone who's special he's a special special talent that they've got there. They've got Pedri, who's, you know, pressed me. I've been impressed with Push as well, Vicky Push. And, 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 and I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly. They've got Frankie de Jong who's also very, very technical if he's playing the right system. Um, they've got a few very good players. Uh, Twin Kao is someone who's very highly rated as well. They've got some very good players. It's about a, mat- it's a matter of, like, how do you nurture all that together? How you, do you bring all that together? And then the issue comes around dead weight. And I think they've got Griezmann. They've got Coutinho, who... You know, seems very one-dimensional. A lot of people talk about him with Bayern and a 2 The fact is, he was a substitute for Bayern. He wasn't a starter for Bayern Munich. He was a substitute. Um, He was, when Bayern didn't have Perisic, they went with, uh, I believe it was Perisic who couldn't play. I'm not sure, actually, but they played Koman, Kingsley Koman. They didn't play Coutinho. Coutinho didn't start the final. said that tells you a lot about Coutinho. He's not, he's a decent player. He's a a good player. He's not someone who's elite level. I know a lot of people go on about a 2 but he's not. Uh, anymore at least he's not i don't think he was ever worth 142 million pounds but that's a story for another day um, but yeah but, they, but they've got a lot of deadwood like that they've got uh, um you know, those two Griezmann and Coutinho, the first that come to mind dembele probably as well is someone who probably long term is not going to not, not going to be the barcelona player that you know that they need uh, so they've got they've got issues and they've got a very aging squad as well i mean pk is near the end of his career busquets is at the tail end of his career uh, Messi is at the tail end of his career, though he won't finish it up at Barcelona anyway. So they've got, you know, I, th- I think what they need is a systemic rebuild, a systematic rebuild. And um, I think right now it feels like a holding pattern. It feels like everybody's like, let's wait for the new president. Let's see what they say. Um, and, you know, and, and let Coleman kind of keep the ship going. I think Coleman was signed because he was cheap. I don't think they, I don't think Koeman was the first choice. But I think, you know, considering he was Barcelona player, it's kind of like a bit like Oleg on a Solsha, right? Where you have got somebody who can keep the fans on side because he's a club legend, um, someone who's decent enough who's not going to cost a lot of money. You know, you're not paying him a lot. I mean, it's the same with Solsha; they don't, you know, they don't pay him a lot. It's kind of like that. Same with Lampard or Teta as well. You know, players who these are people who are getting their first jobs, except pretty much their first big jobs, and so you don't pay them as much. So you, so it's a little bit of a gamble, but it's one where the fans are kept on side because it's a club legend. So there's a little bit of a of a of a security blanket there. Uh, where even if things go bad, there might be support. I don't know if it's worked at Barcelona. I think a lot of Barcelona fans, from what I've read and what I've seen, are not very happy with Komen. But I think it's a, I think right now it's a bit of a holding pattern. And, and they are doing pretty bad, actually. I mean, it's a bit skewed because Barcelona have played only 10 games. But they're 14 points. Uh, they're 12 points behind Atletico Madrid, same games played. Um, they could be, if they win their game in hand, they would only be three points off of Madrid. So that's where the key is, because they're only three points off Madrid if they, play, if they win their game in hand. So I think that's why there's not been a lot of issues about sacking managers and things like that. But I think I think more than that is the fact that they can't afford uh, to sack uh, Coleman right now because they just don't have the money. Uh, but uh, but it's tough. It's 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 a, it's a tough gig. But I think from Coleman's point of view, I think it, he. I mean Barcelona fans probably don't want this. But the best thing that that him that he can do and that Barcelona can do is look at the season as a as a testing ground, as as, a, as alpha test kind of thing where you. Uh, look at the players, you kind of assess, you know, you give the first half of the season to the established players, see what they can do. And, you know, if they're flopping, you kind of use that second half to then start introducing youngsters, which they're kind of already doing. They're already getting youngsters in the team. The Barcelona team now looks completely unrecognisable from the ones that have been playing. And so just keep getting those youngsters in, seeing who fits the bill, who doesn't, and try and, you know, kill out the, weed out the deadwood, can get them out. And then eventually, once you have a bit of money, then start looking at, at adding pieces in. But I think I think this would be the alpha test kind of kind of situation season. Uh, you 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 know sometimes you've got to write off a couple of seasons. I think this season and next season. You know, in the ideal world, um, this season and next season we write offs, but we know Barcelona Barcelona don't stay down for long. So and everybody thinks that, and then suddenly they come up with something brilliant and they they you know surprise you. So maybe next season or even this season, um, they might surprise us. It could still surprise us, but it looks at it's, it's the off-field stability, uh, instability, I think, that's causing issues for the field, for on-field. But, um, you know, at the moment, it looks tough. But they've got Levante. Yeah, that's, it should be should be a routine win for a, for a Barcelona team against Levante. But, uh, you know, you just never know. With Barcelona this season, you just never know. They're only three points clear, actually, of Levante, though they have played a game less. So it's very tight at the moment at the bottom. Um, and actually, yes, they are closer. If you look at the league table, they're actually closer to the bottom than they are to the top. So, you know, that, that's something, that is something for Barcelona to, uh, it's very early days in the season. That's something to think about, isn't it? Uh, Barcelona are more likely to be relegated than win the title. I mean, points-wise, but that's not going to happen. You know, they're not going to get relegated. That's, that's not, they're not Manchester United. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, but anyway, that's, I think, I think, um, I think it's, it's an interesting time. I think this is Atletico Madrid's best chance of winning the league title. That's what I think since 2014. And they've got to take it. They've got to go full throttle. They've got to try and, you know, get this, get the results. good. consistency, consistency is going to be key. As long as they're consistent, as long as Atletico can keep their eyes on the prize, they're going to win the league title. I mean, no question about it. Um, But that's the issue. Are they going to be consistent? Are the players, you know, accustomed to that? They have a little bit, they have a few winning mentalities in there. They've got Luis Suarez, they've got Diego Costa, players who know what it's like to win league titles, Um, you know, for Atletico, for other teams, you know, they know in other countries as well, in La Liga as well so they have that little bit of ex- experience and news and then it's just a matter of like you know the the quality in the class players that they have around them just nurturing them giving them that platform and then just doing it week in week out that's that's a, that's the key but anyway that's my uh, mini uh, preview uh, for la liga this weekend it's uh, the madrid derby i'll be doing match reactions for that by the way but against atletico i'll be doing that one so you can you know we'll talk a little bit more there but let me know what you thought of this episode, what you think about uh, La Liga this season and Real Madrid and Barcelona's chances and Atletico's chances. And obviously, you know, there's also Real Sociedad who are currently second. Real Sociedad have David Silva playing for them this season. Maybe that, that would be a factor. Maybe that can be, that can be a factor. I and mean, we haven't covered them, but, uh, you know, we might have to start covering them as well. And I'm sure there's other teams as well. They've got Sevilla, Real Vill- Real. Vill- Vill- you know, there are teams there that, that, that could trouble, um, you know, they're not the typical teams that you associate with winning La Liga, but it's looking very close. And that's good. That's good for La Liga. They need this competition. They've needed it badly. And, um, you know, they're getting it this season. That's wonderful. That's really, really, really important really, really useful uh, going forward. But let us know what you think. Let us know what you think about, about La Liga this season and about the teams. And uh, please smash a like if you enjoyed this video. It's a little bit different. We normally do a lot of Premier League stuff, but once in a while, we switch gears to La Liga. We want to do more Serie a stuff as well. And, uh, Maybe more Bundesliga stuff. Your area is very interesting as well this season. Um, and I want to do more of that. But, uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's timing. I have so many leagues and so little time. But uh, we'll try to figure something out. We'll try to do something about that as well. Uh, but thank you for watching. And please subscribe to the channel if you're new. Um, you know, I want to keep producing content like this. And the more you get subscribers, the more we can keep uh, engaging. And we can keep uh, engaging with this kind of videos, with this kind of content. You want to try more things as well for your entertainment. So, you know, your subscription a lot, you know, and your support helps us. Uh, do that so please do subscribe and uh, and you know keep us going on that front so thank you so much for watching have a good day or night whatever time you're watching this and uh, we'll be back again very very soon take care bye-bye with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere